welcome everybody to another episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. As always, my name is Adam. I'm Joe. And I'm Johnny. And we are guaranteed to be right at least twice today because that is the motto of the Broken Clock Podcast. Gentlemen, welcome. Hello. How's everybody doing this weekend? It's a toy fair weekend. Have you guys been keeping up with all the toy news? Uh, I mean, I, there's so much of it. It's been so hard to fucking keep track of it. My wallet hurts. It hurts so badly. You were it's saying, in, how much did you drop? It's in pain. I don't want to say. <laughs> I don't want to put that out into the world. It's sad. It's very, very sad. But it's a lot. It pre-ordered a lot of things. Waves of pops and light, lightning collections and Marvel Legends and Black Series Star Wars and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I dropped a lot of money on pre-orders on figures also. Mm-hmm. It was one of those ones, one of those like uh, moments where you're like, "All right, this month I'm gonna make sure I don't spend a lot of excess money. I'm gonna save my cash. I'm gonna, I got my uh, my my tax return, so my bank account's looking a little bit healthier. And then, oh fuck, that's coming out. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah, fuck. that was exactly. God damn it. That was me at the start of the month. It was like, no, no, no. Okay, I'm going on a vacation at the end of the month. Like I'm gonna save. Like this is I'm gonna be so good this month. And then I booked two trips and bought a bunch of pre-orders. So like. <laughs> What is what is money even anyway? Like what is even the point? I can't believe it. You're gonna money. be in debt till you die, so you might as well spend it. You know, life. right? This, let's just get it done. Money's meant to be spent. Yeah, I have equity. We're fine. <laughs> It'll be okay. But yeah, no, a lot of cool stuff. A lot of cool figures. A lot of cool statues. What was the thing and... you were most excited for? Uh, I don't really know. They they did announce a line of Mighty Ducks uh, pop figures though. That was pretty cool. Oh. I'm pretty excited for those. Those are cute, fun. Mm. Little Gordon Bombay with a little jacket on. It's gonna be cute. <laughs> That'd be so cool. I don't know where I'm gonna put it. Uh, they finally announced like a full line of Back to the Future pops as well. So beyond just like the couple random ones that they've come out with over the years like as exclusive yeah because i like i have the delorean and like a special doc brown and a regular doc brown and a different marty and like that's it they've all just been like one-offs but this is like a full proper line of like back to the future one and two like future marty's and past marty's and 1955s and all that stuff so i got a bunch of those um just so much stuff the marvel legends were kind of okay I, there's some like spider-man stuff coming that like there's a mary jane not a mary jane it's a gwen stacy in her death outfit that also comes with a mary jane head so you could put mary jane in gwen stacy's death outfit if you want just to really fuck with peter i know, know that sounds dark it sounds really mean but there is also a peter that comes with like a uh like glasses and a camera but like the glasses are like those thick coke bottle ones that you can't see through so it looks just like it does in the comic but it looks like a terrible <laughs> figure um but I have a Peter head somewhere, so that'll probably get used for that instead. And it also comes with like that like half split Spider Man face, Peter face. Oh yeah. Um, which is cool. It's so like Spider Sense face. Kind of, yeah. When yeah, like when Whenever he's Spider Sense would go off, it would like flash to like look like he was half the, the mask yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of thing to indicate that he was sensing it. Yep, exactly. Um so there's there was that, that was pretty cool. But other than that, thankfully not a, a ton of stuff. Mm. Um, I mean, unfortunately for me, it, there was stuff that wasn't Toy Fair, but like a lot of Japanese companies were announcing stuff mm. at the same time as Toy Fair to like kind of like capitalize on the hype. Yeah, because everyone's paying attention to toy news. Yeah, yeah. So there was a whole bunch of like Japanese figures that got announced uh, at the same time that uh, I had to go and pre-order. Uh, a lot of Common Rider figures got announced uh, th- this week. I was just like, oh, shit, I'm going to get that, I'm going to get that. So. Mm. I ended up dropping a lot of money on those too. 
Um, I like the Mandalorian Lego set. Yeah, the Mandal- uh, the Mandalorian Lego set did look really cool. The the markup on the Baby Yoda minifigure, though, is going to be out of control. <laughs> eBay is just going to be flush with 50 million Baby Yoda figures for double the price of the Lego set itself. Does that ship have a name? I don't remember it ever being given a name. It's the, the Razor show. Crest. Oh, is that? Oh, that's right. Okay, I yeah. do remember hearing that. I don't know if it was ever mentioned in the show, but I remember hearing that. Yeah, I don't remember specifically in the show or not. I just know it's called that because Star Wars knowledge permeates my brain somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it comes from. It's just there. Yeah. Um, the yeah the lightning collection figures looked great. Mm-hmm. The, the new wave. I really fucking love that uh, Ranger Slayer figure. Yeah, from the comics, which mm-hmm. would be great because I've got the Lord Draken from the comics as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be a nice little like you know set to have up there. Um, a if lot they of make people... the Mammoth Troopers, I'll be super happy because I love those suits. Yeah, I I can't imagine they wouldn't. I mean, they're doing everything now, At so point, like yeah. you might as well get more and more stuff from the comics and and things because like they're gonna run out of Mighty Morphins soon. Like the next wave after this one. If there's a Black Ranger in it, that's it. You've you've done all the Mighty Morphins at that point. So, and I mean, they already got the helmet. So all they need to do is repaint the figure. Yeah, they already have the figure. They just need to take the bands off his arms, and it's the exact same one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that wouldn't be fair. And like honestly, it's not different than the Red Ranger, really. If we're gonna, if push is gonna come to shove here on these, but yeah, the Ranger Slayer looks cool. I did see people complain that there was no like unmasked version. Which I guess I haven't fully read up on all of the Power Rangers comics, but apparently they're like you see the Ranger Slayer like face off a little bit, and she doesn't look that much different than Kimberly. So, I mean, it's still her, right? I yeah, I don't know the exact specifics of it. I don't think I'm that far in the in the book yet to know like who it is specifically, or if it's just like I'm sure it's some alternate universe version. But she's got scarring probably because <laughs> she's just bad. She's bad. Bad person. Bad influence. Don't do it. Hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff, though. Are you going to get the... Because you don't collect the Power Ranger stuff, but you, they're close enough representations of the, like, Japanese stuff that you think they look cool, right? Some of them, at least? Oh, I mean, I've been buying some of the Lightning Figure collections. Mm-hmm. I've been buying the um, the Beast Morpher ones. Mm-hmm. The Go Ranger is what they are in Japanese, um, just because I like the designs of the suits. I have been thinking about buying more of them, just because... Like, I have those, like, right next to my couch that they are, like, perfectly eye-level. So, like, every time I turn my head, I see them there. And I just go, like, those are so fucking cool. (laughs) But I have very much been going, like, I do kind of want to go back and, like, get more. Like, I want to get Mighty Morphin just because. And now that, like, they are getting closer to completing the series, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I really should probably just pick those up just because, you know, anyways. Um, And there's so much, like, it's surprising that those ones are so much better than, like, the, the premium Japanese ones. There's so much more design to them. Uh, it's a really good wave. Like they yeah. did, Hasbro knocked it out of the park. Yeah, and for like twenty dollars figures compared to like the sixty dollars figures, they look so much better. Mm-hmm. So I very much, I'm just like, I should just buy these just because. Like they pose amazingly well. Like they look great in action like poses, mm-hmm. uh, and all, overall, like they just look great. So I want to pick some of those up. I kind of want to pick up some of the like other series. This is I didn't watch just because I like the designs of the suits. Like I really like that. Um, uh, the Phantom Ranger one, the, like the dog head guy mm. from the uh, Space Patrol Delta series. Mm-hmm. I actually think the, the suit looks great. Like, yeah. Sometimes just the aesthetic is enough to sell me on him. And the dog face is really well done. <laughs> like, I don't know anything about that character, but I, I know the dog head is really, really well done. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't have, I'd have him with the helmet on. Mm-hmm. Sure none, of them, none of them ever get the fucking heads on. Mm. 
but uh, yeah, I just want to pick more of those up now. I, I got that like uh, the fucking like desire <laughs> building up inside of me. It's the worst feeling in the world. Yeah. What about you, John? Was there anything in Toy Fair that stuck out to you that looked cool that you wanted to get your hands on? Oh, uh, they had a Cubone pop. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah the yeah, next yeah. wave of Pokemon pops got announced. Yeah, I don't really care about pop figures anymore, but Cubone's my favorite Pokemon, yeah. so I'll get anything that's Cubone related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was like Cubone, Growlithe, Pichu, and Mr. Ready Mario. to Mosh Pikachu. He's mm. super pissed off. Oh yeah, that's what it was. He was angry. Yeah, it one. looks like he's ready to throw down in a mosh pit. Yeah, there was a ten-inch uh, Mewtwo as well that I saw Target exclusive because they get all the big ones. Though they're not selling there. Every time I go there, there's there are always a million of them. At first, you couldn't find any of them. Any of the larger ones, you couldn't find anywhere at the targets. And now there's like fifty million Agresukos and Dios from Star Wars and all those. They just sit there. Yeah, just fine. And then they also showed off the AEW figures. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot about the AEW figures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's uh, a they're now showing off the like um, variants because I was like at first I was like there's got to be some other costume variants versions. Yeah, there's gonna be um, variants in chases apparently. Well, I guess there's a variant of Cody. They didn't there's say a, how it was available. In, there's a one in five hundred Cody and a one in one thousand um, um, Jericho. Huh. But well, they didn't say how you get them though. Yeah. They just said they were limited, and then there's also a Kenny that will come with the um, stage. Yeah, because there's two rings. There's like a like more toy designed one and then there's a life size one oh, like okay. in scale to the size of the figure so yeah. it would be appropriate size and like the life size one has like actual cloth you know yeah yeah matting deluxe stuff, series version like rubber yeah. uh, uh ring posts cool and i didn't see that the belt and everything they showed off as well but like a there's like, a replica belt oh okay like but a like toy a version? kid version yeah oh, okay like it's like a, a plastic one not like the nice like you know expensive ones yeah yeah, yeah. do uh, is the belt is it foam or is it this like the same like i don't know the toy belts are i've only seen it like... in the packaging like oh, okay. it, it, when it was like behind the, like people while they were getting interviewed sort of thing i don't think I've, uh, they've ever taken pictures of it gotcha i'm okay. sure there's somebody who's like working for a company who was taking pictures like as an aside but like yeah. it was always like a wrestler being interviewed with holding their figure um like it was um Hangman was like looking at his figure and he was being interviewed, and it was like behind him. But that's the only place I've ever seen it. Uh, yeah, because all I saw was the video that that uh, got put up online uh, earlier in the week, and I really liked it because like Kenny Omega gets a figure, and as far as I know, he doesn't have any action figures of his own, right? Yeah, like, it's I just think he's got like vinyls. pops and vinyls and all that. Yeah, and he looked like he was gonna cry. Like that's how excited he was. He's <laughs> like, oh my god, like it's me. It's my favorite Finally. gear. It comes with the like the one winged angel jacket, which he thought was super awesome. Uh, and then they like the next person that they unveil is like Jericho's and like he gets and he's like, oh, cool. It's my 1800th figure. Like I yeah. have so there's so many of these exist because I've been in this business for 30 years. Uh, and he's like, oh, it's it's cool. There's detail. And then they like cut to the next guy. And I'm like, Jericho could not give more of a shit. Yeah. <laughs> like he's probably super excited that like this ultimately means the company's doing great because it is. So like that's a good sign for things. But he's just like, it's my million figure like i have so many figures it's also I'm... kind of in character for him right now though yeah that true. he would just be like oh a toy of me whatever yeah and also like kenny cares about like action figures and video games and stuff like that like nerd yeah and jericho doesn't so mm -hmm. that also but like the di like the back and forth between like one to the next was just really because then they go to brandy i think after that and, yeah like, she's, she's about to cry crying. too because it's probably her first figure or like you know first new figure in a really long time and she probably even only has one if she even does yeah her time elsewhere. Right, the, Kenny at least did have one other figure. 
like an action figure yeah uh, there was a line called rising stars or like rising stars of wrestling and he had a figure in that line the, huh. the dustin figure looks really good it's probably oh, yeah. the best looking one out of all of them well yeah because it's more colorful and the face paint well and, and like his face actually looks like his face is like he like a lot of these kind of look goofy like cartoony even though they're like 3d renders of the faces yeah like kenny's a little bit too happy in his figure um but like dustin's figure looks fantastic hmm yeah, I'd never heard of that line. Apparently it was a Walmart exclusive. Huh. Okay. But I'll buy the, the Kenny figure and maybe the, the like ring to have him the his it's like his green and black suit or uh, uh mm-hmm. ring gear that he wore that I guess is like Razor inspired, like the video game Razor company. Mm-hmm. Um but Halming oh, oh, like which is <laughs> No. Uh Halming, Hal- which get? is like a uh um uh wrestling apparel company. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm sure you've seen the AEW shirts where it's, like, the Lucha Libre mask. And mm-hmm. it just says, like, a- that's Haoming's logo. Like, oh, they're, okay. like, a Japanese apparel company. But they designed those pants for him. So it's, like, a important ring gear for him. Um, and that's the one that comes with the, the ring itself. Gotcha. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll buy the Cubone for sure. And I'll definitely buy at least one of the Kenny figures, if not both of them. Yeah, I wonder how easy or difficult it's going to be to track down these... Like, is our employees at stores going to take them out and hawk them on eBay? Are, are, are people going to care? Or is it like, is this just going to be an eBay thing? I Unless mean, you no. just randomly get it delivered to you. I mean, you can pre order the figures by themselves right now from the company. Yeah, nowadays, just, you know, because most toy stores are gone at this point, like, ordering online is just the way you have to go. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how mainstream these will get. Like, will these get thrown on the same rack next to the WWE figures, or will they just be. You gotta order them from the like the specialty places that know what's up. Yeah, I'm sure they'll probably some of them at least will end up in Target and Walmart. Mm. Yeah. It's gonna be a while though. They they don't come out until July, so okay. And I think they said they already have like the first five waves like planned and ready to go. The first two waves well, are completely well, modeled and well, yeah, display. That's, yeah, that's as many people as they have in the company. So that, well, that's one of the in the interview I saw the guy was like, "Oh, it's great. It's a small company, so like yeah." We, we can just kind of make everybody. Yeah, we we know who it's going to be, and then eventually they'll add more people. And I imagine the waves will get tweaked if, like, they sign some new big name. They'll be like, we need to get their figure out immediately, and not just add them to wave six in two years because you you don't want to wait on it. You know, you want to strike while the iron's hot, as they say. Um, but we're not talking toys; we're talking video games and what we played. So, Joe, what did you play this week? Uh, this week I picked up the uh, Bayonetta Vanquish two pack. For some reason, they're together even though they're very different kinds of games it's it's their 10 year anniversary like they both came out the same year so it's their 10 year anniversary are they both platinum games they're both platinum okay i wasn't sure if they were like both sega games that were celebrating 10 years and they're like all right let's just smack them together no yeah they're both sega platinum games Mm -hmm. that released the same year um uh, and uh, i mean i I don't really care about bayonetta i mean like i like the bayonetta game but i've played bayonetta like a shit ton of times already. So Don't you was, already own it on Switch as well? I already own it on, like, I think three other versions yeah. of it. So, so I was just like, all right, I'm just going to get that um, uh, and whatever. But I was like, oh, but I'll give Vanquish a try. And it's weird because, like, I could have sworn I remembered playing Vanquish before. Uh, like, back when it came out, I could have sworn I, like, GameStop rented it for a week to give it a try. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I popped it in I started playing it, I remembered absolutely none of it. So I was like, oh, I could have sworn I played this game, but I don't think I did because I'm drawing a blank on all of this. Did they remaster your memories? Maybe. That's it's what entirely it is. possible. Yeah, I think that's what happened. 
Um, so I, I played that for a little bit, uh, and I kind of had the exact same feeling that I had. I talked about it before about the Doom game, uh, the, the 2016 Doom game, yeah. where there's just way too much going on, like way too much action in the game that I'm getting like a bit of a sensory overload while playing it's it. Like it's just too frantic for you? It's just way too frantic for me, I But think. I think that's the point of this game. Oh, well, yeah, it absolutely is. Like it's meant to be like parody of action games. Yeah, it's supposed to be ridiculously over the top and they're doing a good job about it, but it's to the point where like I'm not having fun with it. I don't, I don't want to say like not having fun with it. I'm just like I play it for a little bit and then I'm like I need to take a break. Like my mind is like racing way too fast. Mm. And I'm, I'm like wondering if it's it's a kind of a reaction to all the time I spent playing games like Dark Souls and stuff, which are like very slow paced and yeah. very methodical and it's like very much just about like pacing and timing and like learning the proper motions as opposed to just go 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 go. Yeah. It's like you you retrained your brain for a much slower paced thing. Yeah, and I, I was like thinking like maybe it's potentially that, but I've also been playing a lot of Call, Call of Duty, Duty yeah. which yeah. is also very like fast. paced But even then, the Call of Duty is fast paced, but it's also still a lot of like there's nothing, there's nothing. Ooh, there's something, there's nothing, there's nothing. Ooh, there's something. Like running around an arena yeah. kind of thing. Where like you have to take time bef- in between seeing people, whereas opposed to those other games are just like boom, enemy, boom, enemy, boom, enemy. Look at an enemy from behind you. Look at enemy to your left and your right and your front and behind. And there's also a lot of strategy in call of duty yeah like knowing the rails knowing the the proper locations and stuff knowing what to like look for as opposed to just running around frantically shooting everything mm-hmm. so like i it, it is a good game and it is a fun game but it's just i think it's just too much for me at this point which is kind of weird joe's getting old yeah mm-hmm. it might just be that i'm now an old man and i'm like oh these kids with their fast-paced sensory games, overload give me give me animal crossing please <laughs> soon <laughs> chores the video game yeah soon so, I, I don't know, like, you know, maybe I just need to, like, really relax one day and just kind of, like, put myself in that mind frame to, mm. to play it. You should do just, like, a bunch of uppers, like, you know. Dude, yeah, just pound, like, six monsters. Yeah, snort some cocaine. I would mm. do. No, grind up Doritos and snort those instead. Ooh, game oh. fuel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Game fuel. Yeah. Yeah. And then get ready to vanquish. Yeah, take some pep pills, like a trucker would. Yeah, and maybe. Know. Maybe that's what will happen. Special K, or what's yeah. the what's the convenience store marijuana? Oh. Uh, it starts with a K, isn't it, right? Ketamine? It's ketamine, yeah. Well, then there's like that like H2 synthetic marijuana or whatever. Yeah. That, you know. Uh, just, just disclaimer, we don't advocate doing any illegal drugs or So activities. I'm just going to do Well, they're illegal, but I don't advocate doing them either. Yeah. So, just want to say that. Well, no, I said we mentioned cocaine and abusing... Oh, yes. Caffeine Please don't pills, do drugs. So, uh, yeah, don't do drugs. Joe, you can do the drugs. But you out there in Radio Land, uh, no drugs. Can do, boss. Yeah. Uh, so wait, the... wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I picked that up, played that for a little bit. Uh, another thing I picked up this week is I got the Eon Super 64, mm-hmm. uh, which is an HDMI attachment for the uh, Nintendo 64. Oh, that's where the 64 comes from. I didn't put that together. Mm-hmm. What is the Eon for? That you can continue to play this forever. N64 forever. And ever and ever. You don't need to require a composite cables, just forever. Eons. As long as HDMI is the standard forever. And mm. if that changes, you're... Well, it's going to be super luck. HDMI. Yeah. HDMI 2.0, 5.0. It's 5. just going to be like USB. They just keep adding numbers to the end of it. Yeah. Nothing changes but the numbers. Mm. 
so I talked about, I picked up the Eon, um, I don't remember what the name of that one, the one for the GameCube. I Super picked that Cube. up. Yeah. I picked that up a couple months ago, or, or like last year. Uh, it's like the Eon GCN or something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I picked this one up. Uh, originally, I had ordered, I talked about this other thing a long time ago, where I had ordered a modified Xbox that was going to... Oh, and yeah, modified, and then you never got it. The modified uh, N64. Yeah, I remember this. And it uh, took the guy forever, and you had to, like, fight to get your money back. Yeah, mm-hmm. I kept emailing him, saying, like, hey, well, like, what's happening He's like, chill, here? dude, it'll get there. Yeah, well, like, if he, like, first responded, like, oh, it's going to take a little while longer, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then eventually it came to, like five months and three weeks and it was like i can get my money back if i you know contact my company within the credit card company within six months Mm -hmm. kind of thing so i was just like all right like the guy's not responding to me so after six months of not getting it i just got my money refunded to me um and that was you know that was like a super expensive modified one uh that like could output in like 720 to 1080p you know and do a million other things. This thing's a much more scaled down version of that, but you don't need to modify the console anymore. You just plug it into the back and it works. Uh, it only does up to 480p. Uh, yeah, whatever. But I mean, it's good enough to play the games, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I got that and I played around that for a little bit. Uh, and at first I thought it was broken when I originally got it because like I couldn't get any of the games to play mm-hmm. uh, on it. Like I put it in it would just get like rainbow holding pattern thing on the screen. Yeah, like a test pattern. Yeah, test pattern. Uh, but it just turns out that, like, every single Nintendo 64 game I had needed to be, like, thoroughly, thoroughly cleaned. Mm, so yeah, Dirty, dirty yeah. games. So I, I went through, like, with Q-tips and, like, brass cleaner, like, cleaning off all the contacts on my games for a while. Um, and to, just to make sure that they all worked. But then I, like, played around with a whole bunch of my N64 games again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just like, man, there were so many good games on this system. I know. That I was playing around with. The problem is so many of them are licensed games. Which is why, like, an N64 classic, while great, would also be, like, kind of depressing. Because it'd be like, oh, there's six games that are good, and then there's a whole bunch of just nonsense. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, still, I want one, so. Yeah. So I, like, played around uh, with a couple of the old wrestling games that I tried, like, the WCW, uh, WCW versus NWO Revenge and WCW versus NWO World Tour. Great games. Mm-hmm. Um, 1080 Snowboarding, oh, uh, Tony Hawk 1. Tony Hawk 1 I had on the N64, and I put in so many hours into that game. It was so good. That was a blue cartridge, wasn't it? It was a blue cartridge, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Uh, I have it in there. <laughs> yep. Um, Mine's downstairs. I didn't have one. Mm. It was a great game. I didn't ever have an N64. I, I was grown up on no video games because they rot your brain. Oh, they sure do. I they mean, absolutely have. I mean, that's why Joe can't play those rotted. frantic games. Brain's mm-hmm. rotted. Yeah. That's why Joe doesn't know how to read. Yeah, mm-hmm. rotted brain. Can't do it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so uh, that thing's cool. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm really excited to go through. I, like, pulled up a list of all sorts of, or, like, every Nintendo 64 game just to, like, go through and be like, all right, well, like, what are the absolute necessity games? <laughs> so now you're going to go buy 64 stuff? Uh, I mean, I have been for a while. It's mm-hmm. just now I, I back when I was getting the modified one, I started buying more N64 oh, games because okay. I was like, all right, I'm going to have a... A modified N64, mm-hmm. um, but then that ended up not coming, so I just kind of like stopped buying N64 games. But now that I can play them, I'm more excited to. Mm-hmm. So like going through the list, going like, all right, what do I need to pick up? I mean, I got a good chunk of like the 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 real. Yeah, I mean, you've got the Mario's, the Zelda's, the Mario Karts, the Smashes. Do you have any Mario parties? 
Uh, actually, I don't have like half of the ones you just. I, I Wait, need, really? I need to get the Zeldas. I don't have uh, Link of the Past or Majora's Mask. Uh, you mean? I mean, um, Ocarina, Ocarina, Ocarina of Time, Time and Majora's yeah. Mask. You don't? Did no. you trade them in at some point? I must have. Weird. Yeah. Uh, seems so unlike you. I know. Uh, well, it's probably because like I traded them in when like the GameCube ones came out. Oh. And like I bought the remastered or like the the collection on the GameCube yeah, yeah, yeah. like back when I wasn't as concerned about collecting games. Yeah, in 2001 Joe is a very different person than 2020 Joe. I mean, yeah. they both can't read, but Yeah. It's a gold one, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I need to pick those up. There were a lot of things like uh, the only Mario game I have is Mario 64. So you don't have cart. You don't, I don't have, have cart. parties. Uh, I don't have party. Uh, party two and three are what you want. Paper yeah. Mario. Uh, no, no Paper Mario. So like those ones, I got to pick up. It's it's more of like it's surprisingly it's the Nintendo ones that I don't have. That is really but surprising. like all of the other stuff that's yeah. like the go to that you need to get. So I mean, I got like uh, Episode One Racer and Shadows of the Empire. Yeah. Do you have uh, Ro- uh, Rogue Squadron? Uh, I don't have Rogue Squadron. I need to get that game too. Let me pull so up my... We'll go on a hunt, Joe. My list of stuff. I don't think I have episode one racer. Uh, I got myself my 1080 snowboarding. Mm-hmm. So it must have. Uh, Cruising USA, must have. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, all the wrestling games, so the ECW Hardcore Revolution, all that stuff. Ready to Rumble Boxing, Pilot Wings, GoldenEye, uh, Resident Evil 2, San Francisco Rush. Uh, like I said, Shadow Perfect. Empire, episode one racer. Perfect Dark? Uh, don't have Perfect Dark. I was uh-huh. actually not a fan of Perfect Dark. Those are games that are very hard to go back and play. Oh, they're absolutely like abysmal to go back and play because like it doesn't make sense. But in terms of like having a collection on the shelf, you you should have at least Goldeneye or Perfect Dark because normally people are like one or the other. Very few people I know like loved both. They're like, oh my god, if you play, I was a, I was a Goldeneye. Same. Um, that's why I wasn't sure like if you were maybe one of those rare breeds who were like, oh, both of them were just as good. Did you play Tony Hawk the first one recently? Uh, yes. Yes. Because it's hard to go, like, it's hard for me to go back and play that game again because manualing doesn't exist. Oh, see, oh, I was yeah, never yeah. big on manualing. And, like, and it's old hat because I played so much of it back in the day that it, when I went back to play it on my PlayStation Classic, it was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Like, like it was nothing. Yeah. And even switching from 64 to the PlayStation controls, I was like, yeah, no, everything feels the same. I love it. I remember it. It's great. Hmm. Uh, but uh, Wayne Gretzky 3D Hockey, mm. which is fucking fantastic. Uh, Star Fox, Wave Race. So I, I got like a good chunk of the ones that I'm like really excited about. I also looked into a lot of Japanese ones. Um, the only thing is that the, the Nintendo 64 isn't region free, mm. but it kind of is. The only reason you it's not... like break off the little chip on the inside of the... Yeah, cartridge. the only reason it's not is that the cartridge are designed differently so that they don't fit into the slot but they can still play the games. So you have to like go inside and like break off certain parts to, so that the cards will fit inside of it. But then once it's plugged in, like it works. Yeah. Then yeah. It's there's a little piece game. of plastic that like keeps it from going down all the way. And you have to like snap off that tiny little piece of plastic on the like uh, contact part of the, the cartridge. Mm. Hmm. Has anyone made an adapter? Oh, I'm sure there's probably. Yeah. That's what I kind of want to look for because I have like the limited edition Donkey Kong green. Yeah. yeah. System that's a that nice one that you have there. It's in really good shape. Too. It sure is. So like, I kind of don't want to like, even if it's just that little inside internal thing, yeah, I don't, don't want to like it. break it. No. So I'm either like, I could just go and buy like a cheap, dirty N64 and do that. Cause it's just an, the, the, yeah. the, why the, not you know, just buy a Japanese 64 at that point? Well, yeah, if you're going to buy a new 60, well, I guess That's it depends it. on how much it costs and what imports are and 
depending yeah, on where you get it from. Yeah, I didn't for one when I was in Japan. Yeah, because we weren't thinking about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but one of the reasons I want to do that is because I found out that the um, company that made the uh, wrestling games... Aki? Uh, yeah. Uh, they made Japanese ones that are just all like Japanese wrestlers. It's not a WWE game. It's just like a Japanese wrestler game, but it uses the same engines. Is it generic names like fire pro or is it like famous no, japanese like famous wrestlers japanese of the wrestlers. time oh okay that's cool yeah and there's actually there's so there was two of them it was just called like i don't remember what it's called like just all-star wrestling japan or something like that yeah um and then there was also two new japan pro wrestling games huh they were all like new japan people so there were four japanese wrestling like japanese exclusive wrestling games that came out and i'm like oh shit i want to get those now yeah um but uh, I, I like looked and some of them were like eighty bucks a piece and I was like, uh, yeah. it's probably one of those things that if we saw them while we were yeah, when we were in Japan, much if I had known to look for them when I was in Japan, I would have been all over those at yeah. the time. Uh, so just a quick Google for this: uh, you the ten dollars on eBay Nintendo sixty four cartridge adapter. Oh, okay. Play Japanese games converter. So doesn't seem one person has a boxed copy of something very similar it was like a hundred dollars but this looks like it's 10 bucks okay genuine so yeah. part yeah i figured that somebody had to have made those yeah i don't yeah, it's know it's just if... a bypass pretty much yeah it's basically something that allows it to fit in both from what i understand i don't know if you have to replace it i don't really have all the info here in front of me this was just a quick just a quick thing but Oh, there's a thing called a Wonder Adapter 64, which is a U.S. to Japanese and Japanese to U.S. converter. Okay. Um, so I don't know how easy that will be to get, but yeah, that seems like it should be a thing that would be relatively easy for you to try to track down. Yeah. Uh, so the Japanese ones were called Virtual Pro Wrestling 64 and Virtual Pro Wrestling 264, and then also New Japan Pro Wrestling. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so those ones where I was like, oh, I definitely got to pick those up at some point. Okay. Well, I'm sure you'll bring them in for show or tell and tell uh, <laughs> later. <laughs> tell and can't see. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what about you, John? What did you play this week? Uh, I've been playing more Snack World. Okay. Which is we talked about a little bit last week. Yep. Um, but I'm like noticing how this is more of a like parody on just pop culture in, J- in general in Japan, not just like the Snack like culture snacking and convenience store culture. Um, there's different, um, like crazes. So like every day when you start up the game, it tells you what color you can wear and what brand you can wear. Um, and like what style and they give you boosts to like what you're doing in the dungeons. So like, if like, I, I like you load it up one day to be like, Oh, pink is the color of the day and like no brand and then uh, formal wear. And so if you wear those, regardless of the stats, you do better in the gaming itself. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's also just a parody on, like, fads and, like, following popular culture in Japan. Um, And there's, like, uh, everything's also music-themed, which I didn't, like, realize until later on. Wait, like a rhythm game music-themed? No, like, all of the, like, the snack characters, like, the the people you're fighting Mm -hmm. against, you can can capture them like Pokemon, pretty much. You take a picture of them with your, um, your Pixapad, your, your, Mm -hmm. uh, your iPhone, essentially. Yeah, yeah. your in-game version of the iPhone. Um to like capture them and most of them are music themed so there's like a mermaid idol um there's a a, a guy who's uh his name is like daddy mercury and mm, he's like a skeleton that just like you know screams all the time mm-hmm. um 
but like there's also these idols that you go and you can get meet and greet tickets for them which is also a thing that they have in japan where you can meet your you know girly idol um but they're they're called something else but it says 48 next to it which mm-hmm. is a reference to akb 48 which is a very popular uh 48 member idol group even though there's way more than 48 of them i think there's like several hundred members of the group well there's have, only 48 at a time well they, they have like subgroups so they have like skb 48 and stuff like that there's it's it's ridiculous um the traveling group and the, this is like the touring company. And well, they the have like AKB, people. which is like the main one. And then yeah. they have like the minor leagues, which is like other towns, mm-hmm. but close to Akiba. It's it's a whole thing. Triple A. Um, and you get their trading cards, which you can also get their trading cards in this game too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also just like a parody of like, just because it's popular doesn't mean it's good. Like one of the missions you do is like you're trying to get this like um, health cream for the the princess because all you're doing is just getting shit for the princess because she's whining about stuff, and it's called like the number two amazing like kraken health cream or something like that, and you have to go fight the the krapen which is like the kraken, but they don't ever speak these things so I was like oh is it crepe is it like supposed to be food themed, mm-hmm. they get to it and like no it's just a kraken that shits cream. That you put on your face. Hmm. Hence the number two part of it. Oh, I was going to say, why wouldn't you want the number one shit face cream? Because uh, it's number two. And then yeah. you give it to her and you're like, here you go. Here's your number two cream. I wouldn't put it on your face though. And and she's like, oh, why? And you're like, you have two options. You can either say it like, well, it's made of poop. Or you're going to be like, well, it's number two literally. And you say it's number two literally. And she's like, I don't care. It's popular. Huh. There you go. Sometimes popular things are crap. It's like slurm. Yeah. 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 Um, but like, it's very more adult oriented than i was thinking it would be well yeah you just watched a girl smear poop on her face well i didn't actually do that um uh she goes off into the bathroom and does it i did but it was unrelated to the game yeah totally different yeah joe has a thing for that i think it's called number two girls one cup um wow uh back (laughs) but like uh i don't know if this is like a translation thing like where the American version or like the English version is translated to be more adult themed than the Japanese one. But like at one point, like you have to go find a guy named Mr. Wood and uh, the, you talk to the king about him. He's like, oh yeah, I heard he's a really stand up guy. Mm. And we're like, oh, okay. So stiff competition. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, really but it's hard to beat <laughs> or, or easy. <laughs> mm, no, he's hard. Um, but it's still a lot of fun, and, like, it's it's nice to have, like, bite-sized stuff you can... Like, the uh, missions don't take terribly long. Bite-sized snack world. Oh, I didn't. Mm. I, good, good one, Joe. Thanks. <laughs> That's funny. Joe's dick is bite-sized. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what? what? Um, but it's an enjoyable, and, like, I played one of the missions online, um, and there are, like, other people going and playing it. But it's, like, the thing that, like, Pokemon is, where it's, like, cutesy and, like, very childlike, but when you get to, like, the, the core of the game, like, it's pretty intense and stat-worthy, or, like, you know, stats intense and stuff like that, and, like, collecting all of the different, um, the snacks, like, the characters that you use, um, as your assists and stuff. They all have different influences on what they do in the game, and, like, all your weapons are effective to different snacks and stuff like that, so... Mm. It's super intense, um, like detail oriented. You can just just go in and smash buttons if yeah, you want. Yeah, you can be goofy and just like childlike. But if right. you want to get into it, it allows you to get right. Into there's it. a lot of depth into it than yeah. you wouldn't expect. So I'm enjoying the crap out of that. Nice. Yeah, but I I think I'm like 
six hours in and just replaying the same missions, essentially, uh, it's surprisingly difficult um, at times. But I think it's one hard of those things. Beat. It is hard to beat. Uh, it's one of those things that like it wants you to play with other people. Um, so since I don't have any friends, mm. I, I'm just playing it by myself. So you got to beat the hard stuff with other people. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's better in groups. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's messier, but it's more palatable. It takes two. Hmm. Or four. <laughs> Six. Even numbers work best. Yes. What about you? What have you been playing, Adam? Well, for some reason... More Star Wars? Uh, no. No, uh, not more Star Wars. Um, though, a, though a movie did, in, I guess, technically influence my gaming choices this week. Uh, but for reasons unknown to me, even, I had kind of an inkling and a hankering to play Mario vs. Sonic at the Olympics. I don't know why. Like, I honestly can't come up with a reason why I thought, like, I, I want to try this game. Uh, I know last week when we were just kind of, like, poking around at stores, I played the demo. But I had already kind of had the idea to try and play it beforehand. I've mm-hmm. never played any of them before. I don't know why I all of a sudden decided that I wanted to try Mario vs. Sonic at the Tokyo Olympics. Um, but that's what I did. So, technically, seeing the Sonic movie maybe was the, you know, the, the last push I needed to, to go and, and pick this up. But... I uh, I gave it a shot this week and I regret every second of it because <laughs> it's not it's not a fun game. I don't like I don't know if I needed to do more in it to make it better, but it's it's the most bare bones game for like something that should so easily be just like a fun pick up and play type thing, and it's just not like every single event is short. It's too pick up and play. Yeah, it's like, like it's too yeah, it's too much. Where it's like, okay, we're gonna do fencing, it's nibble size. Yeah, <laughs> and like playing against the computer, I expected you know nothing too fancy. But like, I tried fencing, and I just like spammed one button, and I won in fifteen seconds, and then that was it. Done. It was, there wasn't rounds. There wasn't anything. It was just like, oh, you scored ten points. Game over. You, here you gold. go. Stand on stand on the metal platform. You got a gold. Way to go. You did it. It's like, man, the Olympics are a lot easier than I thought. I don't know what these people are always bragging about. Yeah, it's like... Just roll up and you kind of go like, whack, 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 whack. Golden medal. Done. Done deal. I did it. Um, Yeah, I just... I don't know why it's that way. Like, there's no customization for how long you want things to be. It's not... It doesn't feel authentic to Olympics. Which, like, I know it wouldn't be one-to-one. But I expected more. I, thought, I guess I thought blue hedgehogs would do so much better at the Olympics. Yeah, uh, like I mean, the running stuff was kind of cool. I guess I wanted to really try the skateboarding. That was super fucking lame. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really thought, like, I don't know, I don't know that I necessarily anticipated a Tony Hawk level of like investment in the game, but it's really just jump, and that's it. Like you press A to jump, and it jumps and does a trick, and then you press A to land, and you go faster, and that's it. And you do it for 90 seconds. And no matter what difficulty I played it on, I destroyed all of the other computer people. And I'm like, oh, so there's no... And it's just the no one time. It's just one run. Where, like, I know I'm I'm pretty sure in the Olympics it's probably like the X Games where it's three heats and it's best of three. And, like, it doesn't feel like anything. So the three of us, we played a little bit before we yeah. started recording. Uh, we, you know, tried a bunch of different game modes and stuff. And I think at least when it came to that, when the three of us were playing, what I think was the, like, biggest problem of it, comparatively to, like, what the Olympics are, is that you all play at the same time. Yeah. Well, for some of them, that makes sense. Like, the running events, you're all playing at the same yeah. time. But, like, 
archery. Oh yeah, so archery. I felt like maybe if it was a kind of thing where we were handing off the controller, going like that, it would be a little bit more like. A lot of the times, the fun is like the shit talking and like yeah. the getting into the other person's face and being like, "Oh, you suck!" Or like, yeah. "Oh, I kicked your ass," kind of thing. So then, if everyone just goes all at the same time, you just kind of go like, "Oh, I did the best." Yeah, exactly. Whereas, like, if I was sitting there and I was doing it and I got like a perfect bullseye and I handed it off to you, but like, you're not gonna fucking, you're not gonna beat me, you're not gonna beat me, kind of thing. Yeah, there was no, and even still, like, archery was what we fired six arrows. Eight, maybe? Four, I think. It was just two rounds of two. No, no it was three rounds of yeah, two. I think it was three rounds. Yeah, it was three or four no. rounds of two. Because it went back pretty far. Oh, that's right, yeah. So, like, six arrows. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then it was over. And so, what was that? You know, 30 seconds? A minute, maybe, to do the whole thing? Probably spend mm-hmm. more time watching them be on the podium and go through the menu systems than you're actually playing the game itself. And that's the other thing that bothers me about the game, too, is that every single event, when you're done, has a medal ceremony. And I'm like, I don't... I know I got first place. I don't care. Like, I don't care that this random character I picked got this gold medal. It means literally nothing. Yeah, because it's not like keeping track of them or anything like that. No. Um, So I was just like really disappointed by it. Like, I know it's not a triple, like a big budget, you know, high intensity graphics, triple A style, you know, sports game. Like, it's not steep. Where even steep, I feel like the events are longer and there's more to do in it. Like, this just felt like super quick in every single instance i felt like i had more downtime in between events like you said where i'm watching metal ceremonies and i'm waiting for it to load than i did playing the game and that wasn't it just wasn't fun i started the story mode to see what that was like and that was also not fun and took really a really long time like all of the dialogue where it's like explaining the story it the way that it works is it'll like show luigi talking where he's like like doing things with his hands and talking but there's nothing in the bubble then it puts the text in the bubble and so you read that and then the text goes away and luigi goes and then the words like i couldn't get through it any faster i had to watch him pretend to talk before i could read what he was supposed to be saying like it didn't line up right Hmm. it's just as like at the time yeah, which is like, have him be moving while I'm reading. Don't have him moving like he's talking and then have me read. Do them both at the same time. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Um, I tried the like the 8 slash 16 bit events a little bit. Not really any different. Again, it's just a super quick like spam A to run. Oh, look, you won. It's over. Like, I think I was playing, I was doing like 100 meter dash in the story mode. And I just like pressed A and I won by like five seconds. Which is insane. And like you couldn't change the difficulty of the story mode the way that you can the individual events. So I'm just like, I'm just not having fun because I know it's a kid's game, but it's like, can I have some level of challenge to this? Like, I want it to feel more like a Mario Party where I'm playing mini games and it doesn't feel like that. And there's at least something going on in between them. Yeah. Well, like, well, no, even just like if you're trying to do like trophy runs like they have in, in Mario Parties and even the older Mario Parties. Where you're playing all the mini games, like I wish, and there's no way to do a playlist. I don't think. Like I wish I could have just like set up my own decathlon, so to speak. Where I'm like, all right, we're doing these ten events, and the fir- the person who wins the most, like that's what I think it's missing for that trash talking element. Mm-hmm. Is like, all right, we're gonna go event to event. We're doing ten events. You know, you can shit talk at the end of each event and get in the other person's face, see if you can throw them off for whatever is next. There's no way to do that, at least as far as I could tell. So it's just. It was really dis like I didn't go in with high expectations, but it's super disappointing. Mm. 
it's probably one of the most disappointing experiences I've had in a while, like with a game where I'm just like, I, I know this can be better, like better examples of something similar to this exists. Do you like, just give me Mario party, but slap the Olympics on it mm. and give me these style of events. It, you know, it just didn't, it didn't do anything that I wanted it to do. So it was kind of just a shame. And I was disappointed by like the skateboarding and the fencing and all the other like events I thought would be cool. It turns out were just quick and, and boring and lame. So worth it. So bronze medal. No, no, it doesn't. No, even, medal. It doesn't no place. place. <laughs> it doesn't place. Probably not even getting any back at the Olympic Village. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, and there was no mini game for that either. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. There wasn't any like, oh, hey, it's Mario and Peach, and they're on uh, those cardboard beds they got at the, the Tokyo Olympic Village. Nothing. Couldn't believe it. I was so surprised. <laughs> no massive pile of condoms. No. Hmm. There wasn't like a take out the gross trash mini game. Mm-hmm. Couldn't believe it. It's not authentic to the Olympics at all. I can't believe Nintendo wouldn't put this in their game, or I guess Sega technically put out the game. So, all around, just a uh, dis- uh, disappointing. Uh, that'll do it for what we've been playing. So we'll jump right into the lightning round, not lightning round. Uh, and we're starting things off lightning round with a very sensitive topic. Uh, and that is the outbreak of the coronavirus, which has had impacts the world over video games, toys, basically everything, pop culture, electronics. Uh, it's, it's wreaking havoc, not just on the people, but on the things that people are needed for like companies and well, well, I mean, a, a, a lot of uh, businesses and corporations and stuff rely on China for mm-hmm. manufacturing and stuff. And because of that, uh, and the fact that everybody's staying home, quarantine businesses are shutting down, supply chains are being uh, cut off in terms of electronics and stuff. So uh, I, I know that Apple said that there's going to be a shortage of like iPhones coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Generally, just a lot of that kind of stuff because when we, everybody's quarantined over there. Yeah, and we talked a little bit about about it last week where I forget what game it was that got delayed a little bit and was then going to get a physical release. Outer World. Uh, oh, yeah, Outer Worlds on Switch. Uh, we talked about that last week a little bit where that team, everybody's fine, but it is affecting they their They don't want everyone to, to go like, to the office to work Correct. Um, so there was a bunch of news related to that this week. So, Joe, I think you've got most of those items here. So, why don't you run down... Well, the like you said, there's, there's a bunch affected. of them, so I don't know where to start officially. Um, I guess the, the big one that kind of really was the one that everybody like noticed the most to come out of this was Sony announcing that they are not going to be attending PAX East this year mm-hmm. uh, because of the coronavirus. Yeah, uh, and this now. was a big deal because they were going to have Last of Us 2 there playable. The first time the game was going to be playable. Yeah, I don't think that that's... I Technically, that still could be the case. You could have Naughty Dog show up and... You could still ship the consoles and demo things. I mean, there'd be nobody there to set them up necessarily, so I, I don't know. But they, that's a pretty big deal for a game that is very highly anticipated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also a, a kind of a big deal because this is another major convention that Sony is going to be skipping this year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this one is a little bit more out of their hands as opposed mm-hmm. to just deciding not to attend it. They yeah, have they a, plan a reason to. to attend this one. Um, but... Uh, yeah, they basically just said that it was the safest option for their employees because they have a lot of employees coming from Japan for this. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably and, from all over the world. Oh, well, yeah. Um, and uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, there, there was that. Um, 
So Sony pulling out, uh, not only did they announce that they were going to be pulling out of uh, PAX East, they also said that they were not going to be attending GDC this year as well. When is GDC? Is that coming up? Uh, GDC, let me see the date for it. Uh, GDC is March 16th to the 20th. Okay, so yeah. Uh, now they're not like uh, I mean, as far as I said right now, they're not completely skipping it, but they're like really scaling down. Oh wait, no, uh, I'm confusing my articles here. Uh, yeah, they're just going to be skipping GDC uh, completely. Uh, Facebook also announced that they were not going to be attending GDC this year. Mm. Um, oh damn! All those Facebook games we were so much looking forward to hearing more information about and getting our hands on. I can't believe it. Uh, I mean, they're Oculus. So, like, any Oculus stuff probably is going to be uh, pulled out of it at that point. Good point. So, some uh, VR stuff that we we're going to not be hearing about. And doesn't they, don't they have, like, Facebook gaming as, like, a studio yeah, now or something? Like, nobody's, Nobody cares nobody's about sad about stuff. missing out on Facebook gaming. Like, damn it, what, what notifications can I get spammed with next? I need to know these things. Yeah. Uh, so you got that, uh, Square also announced that they're the ones that are going to be scaling back their attendance to PAX East. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to be putting on a full blown show there. They're still going to have some people showing up. Um, but, uh, they were going to have a big Final Fantasy 14 event for PAX East that's going to be, uh, canceled mm. as well. Uh, they're also citing that, uh, because of the spread in, uh, Japan and their proximity to China, they didn't want to risk sending their employees, you know, to other countries mm -hmm. at that point. Um, so Just fair. Mm -hmm. uh, other things that are uh, coming out of this uh, is the availability of the Valve Index mm. is now uh, in question uh, because a lot of the production parts are made in China. They said that they're not probably going to be able to completely... Uh, the thing is in high demand with the announcement of Half-Life Alex. Once that came out, uh, they started selling out the, all their pre-orders for the system mm -hmm. or for the, the headsets. Uh, and now, yeah, because of supply uh, problems, uh, they said that they might not be able to meet all of their pre-order expectations for it. Or at least they will be delayed, uh, you know, given what goes on with the coronavirus stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, Sony, uh, I mean, uh, Nintendo also announced that their... Uh, Nintendo 64, or not Nintendo 64. No, we talked about that earlier. That nope. Nintendo Switch supply yep. uh, will probably be impacted by this as well. Which uh, is weird because they like also announced a new color this week. That, yeah. Like, now there's a coral one. So it's like, are you going to have enough? Are we still getting the coral one? Is that delayed? Like, it seems like a weird time to announce that both things are true. I mean, it was probably in the works that there would be a new one coming mm -hmm. before like shit went south. Yeah, so um, they just wanted to get it out there. Yeah, You're like don't worry, this is coming too, but probably in less quantities than we initially anticipated. Yeah, and I mean this isn't like entirely confirmed as well. They said it's possible that supplies will be affected mm -hmm. uh, by this, but um, they didn't say like we're just not going to be making any more Nintendo Switches at this point. Um, uh, and also like that got me wondering like what does this mean for PlayStation Five and Xbox, whatever the fuck the Series, new Xbox is, Series X. Yeah. I mean, those things are, like, coming down the pipeline pretty soon, and we yeah. should be hearing stuff pretty soon, but would, will this have a major effect on the release of the new consoles? Potentially. I mean, it depends on what components are got from where and, you know, how much 
at what point like at what point in the development of the first wave of those consoles are they in like are they do they have all the parts and they just need to put them all together where are they putting them together where is are they still waiting on manufacturers to create the chipsets like what we don't know what stage of this and granted we've now missed that deadline that we thought was going to be the definite reveal of the playstation 5 when because that thing in new york ended oh shit that was last weekend i think it ended and we were all like no that it's going to end on a saturday and that's the day they're going to announce it or on monday or whatever they're going to announce it yeah i forgot to keep track of that yeah no that's over now well i do remember reading somewhere before this had nothing to do with the coronavirus and stuff but sony was talking about how they still weren't entirely sure how much the playstation was going to cost yeah because they're still like ironing out parts to it essentially no, I think they're just waiting on Microsoft to announce because they, yeah, they want to be either the same price or cheaper because they know from what I heard, it's cost $450 to manufacture a PlayStation 5. I remember that, hearing that too. That's what the, the rumor mill says that it's, it costs $450 to, to make a PlayStation 5. So do you then sell each console at a $50 loss and hope to make up for it over time when the components will get cheaper and then you can leave the price at 400 but now it costs 350 to make it you're selling software head over you know hand over fist or whatever like do you sell it at a loss do you sell it at face do you just sell it for 450 and hope to make it up on accessories and vr and all these other things or do you sell it for you know 500 50 profit whatever per thing like where is that sweet spot and i think that will definitely be dictated by whatever the series x is going to go for because if Series X is 500 they have no problem selling for 500 because whatever, it's the same price. Mm. They'll bank on the fact that it plays all your PS4 games, so you'll just go PS4 to PS5. Where if Xbox comes out and they're like, Series X, it's better than your PC. It's the most powerful gaming console ever, $400. Sony's not going to be like, we're for 500 Because that's what sunk the Xbox One. was. They said we're 500 and Sony said we're 400 and Sony sold way better out of the gate and never looked back. That's what the, the reverse happened with the PS3. Yeah, they said 600 yeah. and Xbox was like 300 or something. You know, probably, I don't remember what the 360 was. 400. Yeah. And it came out first. Yeah. So, like, it's 400, it's out first, and then the other one is 600 and out, like, a year later or whatever. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how this will impact production. It definitely means that when they announce these things and start taking pre-orders, you better get yours in if you want your first-run system, because otherwise, who knows when you're going to get it. Mm. But, yeah, it's uh, it's sad. I mean, granted, the the virus is obviously very much in the news. I don't think it's as deadly as people make it seem like it is, because, John, I think you were looking it up. It's only, like, eight people have died Eight the world people over. outside of... No, outside of China. Oh, okay. Yeah, and we don't good. know inside of China, because there's no way they're going to let us know those no, numbers. No, apparently, as, like, as 1,100 or something. But, like, and then I looked, and two pages later, it was, like, 2,400. And I was well, like, the, yeah. the official number is 2,400, but people think that the Chinese government is not letting us know the actual numbers. Yeah. And there's constant, like, reports from people inside China saying that it's a lot more than that was being let on. The, the thing that I also saw when I was looking this up was, like, the amount of people who have been cured. So it was, like, uh, in the world, like, 29,000 have been, like, had the disease or something like yeah. that. And then, like, 23,000 of them have been cured. So it's, like, yeah, a lot of people are getting this. But, like, if you have proper medical, like, you know, 
abilities, then like this yeah. is not something that's going to kill you unless it goes unnoticed. Well, that's why people are in the U.S. are so scared because you know the healthcare system. No, I'm not going to get into it. I've seen different numbers. I don't know. I haven't. Though. I haven't been the, to a doctor in 18 yeah. years. So <laughs> if I have it, uh, we're all fucked. I mean, out of China, the the amount of people that were cured was twice as much as the amount of people that died, from what I saw. Mm. So it was five thousand people cured, twenty five hundred dead. And then like seventy thousand like infected, mm. so it had a like fifty percent, you know, recovery rate yeah. essentially. Yeah, as long as you catch it quick. But like, it's scary, but it's not necessarily as scary the world over as it is like in the region where it started. Well, it's, that's... It, it is starting to spread a lot more outside of China. Though, yeah, and this is only pretty much a recent release like in italy it's been spreading pretty rapidly not nearly at the amounts but like in the amount of how much it is like contagious and how little they know about how much it actually is contagious like you i mean from the reports it can be a, you can be sick for a month without actually showing any symptoms of it mm. so in that course of the month you can spread it to a lot of people yeah uh and that's where the major concern lies um and like I said, in places like South Korea, it's been spreading a lot more. Uh, Italy, it's been spreading a lot more. Uh, Iran, it's been spreading a lot more. Hmm. Um, but you know, not nearly at the amount of it was in China, but it did blow up really fast in China. So yeah. it's more of a wait and see kind of thing right now. Um, They're also uh, a closer like knit society and like mm-hmm. public transportation and all that stuff yeah than like most countries i mean they're the most populous country in the world so of course it's going to spread faster there because they're jammed into you know they're jammed into their country in general yeah, exactly yeah I, I mean i have said that or i've seen like a, a general agreeing with you in that sense of like in america we're a lot more spread out so it's not going to spread nearly as much if it did spread over here um that was one of the things I remember reading about the there was a the, the cruise ship that people had on mm-hmm. the, that they were on. Uh, basically, they were saying it was like the perfect place for testing to see how much it spread, kind of thing. Well, yeah, because they were all pretty much just jammed on that ship, mm-hmm. and it did spread really, really fast in that ship. I think like more than half the people by the end were infected uh, by the I'm time they started like letting them off. Don't go on cruises. Uh-huh. So, uh, but yeah, so I don't know. It's a wait and see thing kind of thing right now. I don't think us in America are going to have too much to worry about. Yeah. But still like, yeah, it's just just a crazy thing that's taking place. And I think the most impact that we'll probably have over here is the stuff that we buy will be in our supply lines. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess we will uh, wait and see how that affects everything going forward. I do know I bought some Purell. Mm, I don't think that helps. I honestly, I honestly don't. <laughs> you have I'm to pretty, drink it. No, I'm pretty sure even like Purell like says like I'm. It is 99.9 percent like, of germs, and that 0.1 percent of germs is coronavirus. Yeah, but it like I was reading something or heard something that like even Purell technically doesn't do anything. Like it doesn't claim to stop you from getting sick. It just can kill the germs on your hand, but you can still get sick. So like it's helpful, I guess, but it's not nearly as like you know automatic as people maintain it is where it's like oh if i put purell on every 10 seconds i'll never get sick it's like no you probably still will because it's not really how it works unless you drink it of course don't don't drink it i did see there was like queues in convenience stores in japan to buy masks in the morning Mm -hmm. um because everyone i mean people wear masks pretty frequently in japan anyway just because it's considerable to be conscious of your germs and 
Um, but like now pretty much everyone wears a mask. I saw like pictures of concerts and everyone in the crowd is wearing a mask. Mm. I watched stuff. Contagion. <laughs> Smart. To get myself prepared. It got added like, to Netflix recently. I was like, Matt Damon's going to tell me how to survive this. Mm. Next you can watch Outbreak. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Uh, all right, lightning round. Uh, we got some next-gen Sony PSVR patents this week. Um, the first of which, like, there's been rumors that there'll be a next-gen PSVR. It'll be, it'll come out with PS5. Supposedly PS5 will be able to also play the PS4 VR. Yeah, we had the rumors of a wireless headset that mm-hmm. were out there for a little while. Yep. Uh, this new one is in regards to the control setup. So it looks like Sony may be finally coming up with a way to ditch the move uh, after all this time, which... I mean, VR yeah. was a good second life for the, the I was going to say, the, the move was out of date before the system, like the VR even came out. <laughs> uh, but then it came roaring back. It was a comeback story for the ages. The move. Dust them off. They're good again. <laughs> That's pretty much what happened. I didn't have to buy new ones. I had mine. Book. The move. Dust them off. They're dust, good again. <laughs> dust them off. Here they are. They're back. I mean, everybody look at them. They're back. Uh, yeah, I dusted mine off. They work just fine. I, I can play my Hot Shots Golf VR. It's great. Um, but this is a little bit more intuitive. Uh, some of the things from this, again, this is just a patent. doesn't mean they're definitely coming out. Uh, but usually where there's smoke, there's fire with these kinds of things. So hopefully this will be something that comes in the future. Uh, it's a different style of controller. It's not. It's no longer a wand. It's more in line with what other VR controllers kind of look like, where it's going to sit in your palm. So it'll be... It's essentially just like the uh, index knuckle controller. Mm-hmm. Um, where, yeah, it, it straps onto your hand as opposed to being a thing that you actually hold. Yep. Um, and then having uh, sense, like finger sensors on it so that it can register your finger movements. Yeah, and so individual finger, you know, things for the game. So, like, it can tell grip better. You'd actually be gripping as opposed to, like, you always have to hold it. How do you say you're gripping or not gripping something in the game? So it'll be better for, like, picking things up and being more immersive. So it's like Minority Report, where he puts on like the finger gloves. Yes, I mean, but I'm, not I'm, finger gloves. It's just uh, it's just a controller. I'm surprised but they haven't gotten they don't, like to go that around your fingers yet, or anything like that. No, no, no. It's just like it's a uh, it's, it's, like it's like a stick you're holding. Yeah. Oh. It kind of looks like the uh, not but, with buttons, but did you remember the Guitar Hero controller for the DS? Yeah, like strapped to like. Your, yeah, it's your that. And then you have buttons on that mm-hmm. that you hit? Oh, yeah. okay. It's more like that than it is anything that's you've seen controller-wise so far. You're not exactly holding a thing. It's just, it's there, and but your fingers can move independently and dictate what you're doing in the game. It's like Dr. Robotnik's love. Except you're yes. not actually pushing the fingers. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot like that. In the movie. Mm-hmm. That we all saw. Oh, uh, yeah. It's got, like, a main trigger, obviously, for still doing, like, regular things. Um, but the new piece of tech there is the... Uh, the finger tracking so that'll make for more immersive stuff cool i'm surprised we haven't actually gotten to the point where we have some sort of like glove thing that just kind of registers your in your movements. there are it's just not on consoles hmm. i actually was watching a video of a guy who made a uh, a demo for vr where you throw your hand and that's how you solve stuff yeah and so he like it was like it was a video of him in prison and he threw his hand outside of the cell and then he used like uh was it or cousin it, cousin it, yeah. Use the the hand to crawl up and to gra- uh, hit a thing. button to thing. Yeah, cousin it was the one with the hair. Yeah, yeah, to hit a button to open the the cell, and that was like his proof of concept. So like there, are, these things do exist. They're just not. Yeah, they're not um, readily available. available. Yeah, and they're like small dev stuff. It's not something yeah. that like AAA titles are going to make games for. No, but that should be the next 
the next step is something that just it just goes on my hand and my hand is what i'm playing with. i mean the next step is just the matrix just give me that already mm. yeah all right sword art online just, just plug check in. in yeah yeah so just come over here joe i'll put a hole in the back clean of up my poop ah, excellent mm-hmm. i'll do that there for you i'll just get you you know just to get you ahead of the of the curve because mm-hmm. eventually the matrix will be coming and they'll have to put the hole in your head anyway so just yeah so over i already, here I'm and, already got pre-hold yeah Can DIY. I be tank? I, i'm never gonna go into the matrix you don't want the hole in your head? No, I'm gonna be tank. I'm just gonna, you know, sit outside and help people learn karate and mm, stuff. That sounds boring. He still died though, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, tank and Dozer, da- both of them died. Yeah. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Sure. I mean, spoilers for the Matrix, in case you haven't seen it. <laughs> decades old movies yeah, from from 20 years ago. I don't know. The new ones coming out, so people are probably uh, sure. The the people that haven't watched the old ones are gonna have to go back and watch it when the new one comes out. Got to do it. Yeah, I saw set videos of them like jumping jumping off the building. Jumping off the building. Yeah, I yeah. Saw that that's too. pretty cool. Uh, all right, lightning round. We got Stadia news. Uh, the first piece of news is that I canceled my Stadia. <laughs> <laughs> Shock. Yeah. Shocker of shocks. I just I just didn't use it. I don't know why I thought I would more than I did. But... I mean, the promise of it was pretty interesting. Yeah. The execution, however, was just, just terrible. They didn't give me enough games. Like, I maybe thought they would give me more games. Not, like, give me free games, but, like, have more games available, uh, like, on the... Like the service. Did you play that Silent Hill esque game? No. Guilt. No. I don't know if I can still, or like the free version doesn't exist yet, even so. And once it does, I don't know if I'll be able to play the games that I got for free or if I would have to then buy them again. So, I mean, ultimately, this is a thing where the next time they unveil the next game, so like next week when they tell me what games are available in March, I might just pay 10 bucks and get those games and play them and because you could that's you could theoretically just do that is pay 10 bucks whenever you want a free game play it for the month and then cancel um but i just my three months of stadia ran out and i just didn't you got a neat controller though yeah the controller's super cool like once it's unlocked and available to do more things like that'll be a super fun controller to play like generous now on and uh you know do my like remote play on if i want to so uh, but yeah, so the first piece of news is that I canceled my Stadia. What's uh, the actual news? The actual news is that you can now play it on more devices, which is good for those people who... Didn't cancel theirs yet? <laughs> didn't cancel theirs yet, or just in case it became available right before they canceled it. Maybe there are some people who are still have a couple more days left because they didn't get their Founders Pack first day, which everyone remember that was a thing that people were really pissed about is they ordered Founders Packs like the day that you could and didn't get it for like a week because they just weren't sending out like the emails or whatever um so there's that possibility as well um but they're going to be available on more devices i believe it's coming soon i don't know if they're available yet um but we've got if you have a samsung phone um then chances are you'll be able to play this anything newer than a samsung s8 you'll be able to play it on Uh, this includes the pluses the actives the notes so any size of Galaxy for the last four years, um, including the the brand new S20 and S20 Plus. I don't know why they jumped from 10 to 20. It seemed weird, um, but that's the, the same reason why the iPhone skipped nine. Uh, but apparently they're going back to nine. Like apparently yeah, there's a that. budget iPhone coming out that's going to be the iPhone nine. Yeah. So I don't I don't know whatever. Naming uh, conventions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the S20, S20 Plus, and the S20 Ultra, which I assume is the version of the Note for the new one. I didn't pay attention to it. Um, this is at least a good move for Stadia because as far as Android phones are concerned, Samsung phones are the largest portion of mm-hmm. Android phones. Um, 
So, I mean, a lot of people have them. More people than have Pixels. So if you wanted to been, have been given Stadia a try but didn't have a phone to play it on, here's your chance. Uh, they'll also be coming to the Razer Phone, the Razer Phone 2, the Asus ROG, and the Asus ROG 2. So uh, more phones that I've never heard of. But if you've got those, uh, I guess the Razer Phone makes sense from a gaming perspective. That if you know, you've got a Razer Phone, you're probably a gamer and therefore would want Stadia, potentially. I can't imagine why, but... <laughs> Uh, again, still no iPhone, still no iPhone and still no free version. So, uh, really lagging behind the times there in terms of getting people adopting the service, but yeah, that's the, what you can look forward to or not look forward to. If you're thinking about Stadia, uh, lightning round, we're still sticking with streaming news. Uh, last week, I think we talked about Blizzard, Activision Blizzard games being removed from GeForce Now, uh, the NVIDIA streaming service, because, they had an agreement for just the beta alone, but not for the full release of it. Uh, so they needed to go back and do some kind of renegotiation. Another company has followed suit. John, what company is that? That would be Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Um, this doesn't make... Uh, I mean, this makes complete sense to me. I feel like the, both these companies can do their own streaming thing and like be okay with it. Yeah, but they're not there yet. That's the thing. Like, Get the money from NVIDIA now, like even if it's less than you anticipate, until... And maybe it's just it comes down to how long the agreement is for and they could be ready with their own type of streaming between yeah. now and then. Um, but that's a shame. I mean, it's Fallout 4. It's technically Fallout 76, I think. Doom. Oh, no. Wolfenstein. Yeah. All of those. I mean, new Doom coming out, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, it, I think it, it makes sense. Yeah, a lot of these companies of can start their own thing and, and do it that way. Well, I don't think it's so much that. I think from what I've been reading, at least with Activision Blizzard, is that it was a beta didn't you know a beta was smaller it wasn't really permeating the news cycle and then when it launched fully it was everywhere everyone was talking about it any gaming website had an article reviewing it and so i think they just didn't think it would be as explosive a debut as it was and they're like well wait 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 hold on wait wait a second now you're interested now yeah let's where's our cut right and so i think it's more the where's our cut mentality than the well we're gonna do this too uh, which I mean is entirely possible. I just think it's a we want the scratch now as opposed to the just wait till you see what we've got. Yeah, because uh, I I don't they could be scrambling to start that now, but you'd think take the money while you can and just say like and then bounce once you have your yeah. Own. So like here we'll we'll two years you can have it and then yeah. we'll renegotiate two years from now and if two years from now you've got your own streaming thing done, why not? Yeah, so. Um, yeah, I mean, the more companies that do this, though, the worse GeForce Now is going to look, because immediately out of the gate, it's like, boom, Stadia Killer, all your games that you already own, they work. And now it's like, okay, less games that you own work. And then maybe next week it'll be, okay, even even less games now work. Right. And so I don't know what NVIDIA will be doing for those people that, like, pre-bought a year or pre-bought, like, you know, bigger subscriptions, if all of a sudden the games that they bought it for don't work anymore. I don't know. Probably if, not a lot. Yeah, I don't know. My I, guess is going to be like, sorry, these kind of things happen. Like, yeah. contracts fall out. Uh, none of what you signed off said you were guaranteed to play the games that were on here. No, but, you know, depending on how much bitch... Like, I don't think it'll be a blanket policy. It would probably be a... Depends on how much you, you bitch. Yeah. Where you're like, look at my library. All I have are Activision, Blizzard, and Bethesda games. Right. And those all just went away in the first two weeks. I want my 60 bucks back or my 50 bucks or whatever it costs back. 
it wouldn't be unreasonable to ask that. But again, they could also just be like, yeah, no, Terms of Service says games can come and go at any time because mm-hmm. they're owned by other companies. There's nothing we can do. Right. So I guess we'll uh, we'll see. But you know, streaming's here now, and it's gonna be a it's gonna be a thing. We'll figure it's the out the future of gaming. Yeah, potentially. As long as the companies let it be. Yeah. Filled with a lot of growing pains, apparently, yeah. as of oh, right now. <laughs> absolutely. Anytime you get new technology, it's always going to have that. And nobody knows what to charge. Like, what do you charge NVIDIA to let your game be on this? Like, who knows? There's no precedent. So, um, going to be a lot of wiggle room, a lot of changes week to week, it seems like. So, uh, we'll be keeping an eye on that lightning round uh, from a new, from the future of technology to the past of technology. Uh, video game consoles of the past are coming back in record numbers. We've gotten all your Mega SGs and your Super NTs and your your Minis and your Classics and your anything else that you can think of. Um, we've got we've got the next wave of Mini consoles coming back. Though these were always Mini Tiger handhelds are back. Yay! I don't think they're necessarily back. They're just they're, now announcing them. Like I think these things back. have always been out. No, are they? St- they haven't no. still been making Tiger handhelds. No, there's no way. Uh, Tiger handhelds, for those that don't remember, are not old enough. They were the old Game & Watch style, four AA batteries. It's just the tiniest, you know, four buttons, like a D-pad and two buttons, or a D-pad and four buttons. Basically, it was like a calculator that had a video game on it instead yeah. of a calculator. Yeah. Yeah, so the, just the line sprites art. were permanently on there. Yep. They were just lit up in certain instances. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they line made art, horrible noises, static background, a lot of chirps and beeps. Me, ma, me, ma. Yeah, uh, I had some back in the day. I remember. I oh, had, I had a ton of. I had a bunch of them day. too. Chip yeah. and Dale's Rescue Rangers, I believe. Uh-huh. I had that one. What would you guys have? Uh, I had Lion King. Okay, I had that one and Aladdin, I believe. Um, I had a Power Ranger one for sure. Uh, I had a baseball one that I can remember. I had one that I don't know if it was necessarily Tiger that made it, but it was the same kind of style. That was a Millennium Falcon. Where like the top flipped open, and I rem- all the buttons. I did were not in have one of those, but I remember that. Yeah, I had a Pac-Man one that was kind of similar, where like it just like as the levels got harder, it would just like hide the grid from you to up the difficulty, so you'd have to like go around, but you wouldn't know where the walls were. Yeah, I had um, a Sonic one as well. Yep, Sonic Sonic ones were good. So like they were fun for like kids, and they're relatively cheap, um, and they're gonna maintain their cheap. Uh, Joe, do you have a list of the four that have been announced thus far? No, I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, one of them is X-Men, just a standard uh, X-Men game. I don't think it had a specific um, like name to it. One of them is a Transformers one. One of them is Lion King. And then the other one is uh, Sonic. So Sonic 3, uh, X-Men, Transformers. I forget what it's specifically called. Little Mermaid is one. Let me see if I got the other. So it was not Lion King. Transformers it's... is just Transformers. Just Transformers. Okay, I couldn't remember if it had a name. Like, I know the one back in the day, I think, had a name. Uh, so, yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, X-Men Project X, The Little Mermaid, uh, and Transformers Generation Z. So those are the games that will be available. They're all going to be 15 bucks. Uh, they're available for pre-order now at like GameStop and Amazon and all the places that you get them. But kind of cool, I guess, as like a throwback if you really love collecting now, handhelds these, and things, were these then... original games, or are they just bringing them back? Like th- these never, these existed already. Right? These existed already. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like how they brought the Tamagotchi back. Yeah. Where it's just they were already a thing. We're just throwing them out again because nostalgia rules all, and 
whatever you'll buy it you remember it from back in the day and so they're doing it again i don't know that this will necessarily be for the people like us who are collecting them as like a, oh remember when i had this during my childhood i feel like this would be a great thing for parents of young kids to be like here try this out but again switch exists and all these awesome like phones exist so like I don't know I, who these I, are for. I could necessarily. not. I could not picture me handing this to my five-year-old nephew, who last time I saw him was playing like Xbox and well, he Switch was he was and... playing uh, the Breath of the Wild <laughs> like on his Switch. Yeah. <laughs> and if I'm going to hand this to him, he's just going to be like, Uncle, yeah. why did you give me this trash? <laughs> yeah, like he can't touch the screen because that's the thing. Like kids from the time that they're babies learn to touch screens now, mm-hmm. so like. I can't imagine they would be in any way able to play these games. But at the same time, like, I don't want this. I don't know. I kind of want this. <laughs> Why, Joe? Because I love these like, things as a kid. Like, just to have them. Like, nostalgia rules all, man. I mean, but at that point, like, I've had probably a million opportunities to just go out and buy the original Tiger Electronics ones. Yeah. And I never did. Now it's just a thing that's being put in front of me. And I'm kind of going like, oh, I remember those. But like if you had just it like if you had just taken the original Sonic three Tiger Electronics from like nineteen eighty five yeah. and put that in front of me and said, Do you want to buy this? I'd be like, No. Yeah. But now that you're like new. taking a new one and putting it in front of me, I'm kinda of like, Oh yeah, that thing. So I don't know if it's like a weird like mental subversion kind of thing, but like I look at this and I go like, oh, that would be fun for a little bit. They used to have a Wheel of Fortune one that uh, my mom and I played a crap load of, and yeah. they had different cartridges that you can put in the back that were different puzzles, and I think there was three oh. of them total. And like I that was like a family like thing. That. Yeah. Like I'm just pull. I just like pulled up Google, but like I totally had this. I remember that. And yeah, then yeah, I yeah. had the little cartridge as well because there was I think there was three total cartridges that were different um, puzzles. Was that Tiger branded? Like was that a Tiger? Yeah, it okay. was Tiger branded. I had a virtual Cop one that had a light gun. I remember. Really? It. Yeah, it was like a really small little gun. Oh, I had this version of it. There was apparently six of them. Yeah, I definitely remember those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had this one as a kid and. Like, my mom and I loved Wheel of Fortune, and so, like, we were, and it was, like, educational, like, you're learning words and stuff like that, mm-hmm. so, um, if they came out with that again, like, maybe I'd buy that, like, that's something you can play on the go, but, like, at the same instance, they probably have Wheel of Fortune for 99 cents on the phone, and, yeah. like, so, like, why? I haven't played that. I have Wheel of Fortune for the Nintendo 64 in the other room. He does. It's true. I saw it earlier. So we can have... With 64-bit uh, Pat Sajak and, and Vanna White. Vanna White. Pat Sajak? Uh, Pat Sajak? Not Does not it. old. Not in it. Oh, really? Oh. It's only Vanna White is the host. Hey, good for her. She yeah. finally hosted for the first time ever, like, earlier this year. Yeah. So, good for her. The N64 game was ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Predicted. Progressive. 2020. Progressive. Who would have known? I mean, it's only because Pat Sajak is dying. Mm. Oh, I was going to say, that man does not age, but apparently he's dying. Yeah, yeah. He's got like stage four pancreatic cancer. No, that's Alex Trebek. Oh. Okay, then never mind. Pat Sajak, I think, was sick, and that's why he wasn't able to do oh, it. Oh, okay. Uh, he might be more sick than I remember, but Pat Sajak is the... Or, no, Pat Sajak is the one I'm thinking of. Alex Trebek is the one okay. I'm thinking of. Yeah. Or Pat Alex Sajak Trebek is the one, is the one, the one you said. Yeah. And then said that, that he was the one you were thinking of, but you were wrong twice. <laughs> Jeopardy. There it is, Jeopardy. You're but right. Jack is 73 years old. Yeah, so younger than you would have thought. Uh, all right, lightning round. We got a bunch of movie news now for this week. Uh, obviously, we're coming off the heels of Sonic. It did super well at the box office last week. Apparently, it beat Call of the Wild this week. So it's two weeks well, in a row surprising. at number one. 
Yeah, I know that movie got reviewed terribly, but apparently Sonic just barely beat it, so oh, people no, still CGI wanted to see dog. it. Because well, you know it's a CGI dog versus CGI hedgehog. Yeah. Yeah, well, one's comedic and the other is Harrison I'm, Ford. Oh, I was gonna say one's comedic <laughs> and one is Sonic, but I'm sure the Harrison Ford one's real funny. Uh, him just go, growling and going, the mountains. I want to be alone. <laughs> He is. He's a lot of the CGI dog. I mean, that's exactly. just Harrison Ford. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> seems like a great idea for a movie. Go away. Uh, so yeah, we got a bunch of video game related movie news this week. First up, lightning round. We got trailers for two different documentaries uh, this week. The first is called uh, Coin Op, I believe. Uh, it is about the history of Midway. So Midway, the arcade. The World War II battle? No, that was a That's movie. That's the Battle of Midway. That was a Roland Emmerich movie that yeah, just a, came out. Yeah, exactly. That's a different one. Not that. But Midway, the people who gave you the arcade cabinets for Mortal Kombat yeah. and various other ones that I don't remember. But mostly Mortal Kombat was their biggest one, I would think. Um, but they were part of like the Bally brand of slot machines and things and went on to make video games and was one of the most you know popular. Oh, they made Blitz? Uh, they made you know one of the most popular arcade game companies of all time. That uh, then... Gauntlet, Pac Man, mm-hmm. Spy Hunter, NBA Jam, oh, yes. NBA Jam, Joust, lots Rampage. Of... Yeah, lots of good stuff. Oh, Rampage is great too. Cruising USA, Gorf, <laughs> mm, Gorf must have must play. I don't even know. Uh, I got a Gorf uh, machine in my basement. They made WWF okay. Wrestle, uh, WrestleMania the arcade game. There you go. Yeah. See, so yeah, so it's uh, trailers out there online. Uh, I know you guys didn't watch it, but it was uh, it was pretty good. I mean, like, if you were to, if you were to come to me and say like name an iconic video game studio, like a historically mm-hmm. one, Midway would be low on that list of ones. That's I that's why think it makes of. it good for uh, for a good documentary. Exactly, because you don't realize how good it was. You also don't know much about it. Yeah, uh, I guess because it came in. And this is no longer a thing. Like they stopped making games probably in the early two thousands. If I had to guess. Yeah, be the last time they would have put out like a console game. Obviously, arcades aren't the same thing. Well, they put out those like Midway arcade collections. Yeah, but even then, like, who's really buying an arcade collection game on consoles nowadays? You know, mm. um, and the the company doesn't exist anymore. So those collections even are still put out by somebody whoever owns those. Probably. Yeah, honestly, um, those licenses. Mm. Uh, I did see in the trailer that there was a uh, a game that I forgot existed but loved playing at the arcade, which was called like The Grid. Which was just this, it was a joystick and a trackball, and it was like an FPS made like on the Unreal Engine that was in. They had it at the mall in uh, in Manchester, towards the end. Sounds familiar. Yeah, it was like, it was three player like screens, and it was just joystick and trackball, and it was going around. And I was like, oh yeah, they made that game? I loved that game. <laughs> um, so that was a pretty cool documentary. I might check that out when it becomes available. Uh, I think it's premiering at South by Southwest later this year, I think mm. in March or April. Um, the next one, Lightning Round, uh, was a documentary for a game that we talked about earlier, a little blue cartridge game for the N64 known as Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Um, so this one is called like the Tony Hawk Pro Skater story, the story of skateboarding video game or something. No, it's got a good it's title. Like, I'm no Superman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it's got a good title, okay. actually. But then like the subtitle no, for that how is... how I learned to be Superman, I think it was. No. Thinking I'm a Superman? It's the, it's one of the lyrics from the song. Right. Um, oh, yeah. Thinking I'm a Superman. Thinking I'm yeah. a Superman. Um, the story of Tony Hawk Pro Skater, the video game, right, right, right. Um, is the the name of it, and it's just about how um, NeverSoft and Activision were, were like wanted to work on a skateboard game because there wasn't a lot of skateboard games back in the day. Um, you know, Skater Die and some arcade ones and stuff, but nothing really 
on the level that we saw with Tony Hawk Pro Skater. And they brought Tony Hawk in because he was a gamer to be like, hey, do you want to consult on this project that was cartoony? And like, just based on what you can see in the trailer, it was like cartoony with not real skateboarders, nothing that you would, nothing that would have, I don't think, risen to the level of what Tony Hawk's Pro Skater became because I don't think I would have played it if it was just cartoony, generic character skateboarding game. I don't think I would have played that game. No. But I was a thousand percent down to play the Tony Hawk game because I knew who Tony Hawk was. Right. That's when the X Games started becoming big. Yeah. I think he hit the 900. Like people started to know who Tony Hawk was at that time. Um, And so this is just about how he came in, gave his expertise, and it took off like a rocket to be what it became, which um, I'm excited to see how they maybe like pulled together the soundtrack for it because that's such an iconic piece of the game. There's interviews with obviously people from Activision, from Neversoft, Tony Hawk, other skateboarders. I think like Chad Mullins and some other people were in the trailer. Um, I know you guys didn't watch that one either, but it's a it looks like it's gonna be a really really good documentary. And Tony Hawk himself is gonna be at the premiere. Yeah, it's premiering at a festival. Classic is gonna be there as well. Yeah, it's premiering at a festival in California next weekend. And so, like, I don't know what the distribution is beyond that. If it goes VOD, if it's DVD, like, I don't know if. Well, Netflix a lot of these go to those, or... like conventions or not conventions, but like a lot of these go to the like the festivals to find. Yeah, it was also it was a Kickstarter documentary. Oh, it was so okay. Sure, like, I didn't know the, that. The people that kickstarted it. Yeah, they'll get a digital copy or something. It's called yeah. pretending I'm a Superman. Pretending, pretending I'm a Superman. Um. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that one. I think that should be a really fun one. I love that. Fr- like I know that franchise more than I know Midway Games, so I'm much more intrigued to hear the behind the scenes and everything of that. And I mean, we talked about a couple of weeks ago when Activision said they're going to be revitalizing franchises and putting out a bunch of games based on previous IP that, you know, I, I know we talked about do a good Tony Hawk game again. Yeah. Not a downhill jam, not a project Skateland or whatever, like do a good one like back in the day, but make sure that it plays the same and isn't floaty or whatever. So yeah, I mean, the documentary is garnered well and goes to you know HBO or whatever and has good ratings or wherever it goes. Then I don't know, maybe we get another Tony Hawk's Pro Skater game that's akin to the original. They know that it's popular, so it did not actually do good on Indiegogo. Really, it failed its campaign. Actually, it huh. had a goal of seventy five thousand. It made seventeen thousand. Oof, weird. Yeah, but they still put it out. Yeah, like I don't know that that's a. I can understand why that wouldn't have succeeded. Two hundred ninety one people. But, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Maybe it'll be a better documentary than an Indiegogo campaign. Mm. And maybe they chose the wrong, uh, you know, platform. Maybe it would have done better on Kickstarter than Indiegogo. Who knows? Well, they wouldn't have gotten any other money yeah, if they Indiegogo, did Kickstarter. Yeah, Indiegogo, you get to keep what was raised. Kickstarter oh. cancels it and you don't get anything if it doesn't reach school. But that's why maybe people would be more willing to put money in <clears throat> knowing that you get your money back if it doesn't reach the goal. Whereas these are... You get your money, like you lose your money, whether because they could have easily said like, "We got your seventeen thousand, but we can't finish the project for that little, so we're just not going to make it." Sorry, we're keeping your money. <laughs> so who knows? But I'm excited for uh, both of those. Obviously, the Tony Hawk one more so. Uh, lightning round. We've got animated series news. Uh, this one comes from people's LinkedIn pages, I believe. This was. What's his name? Nick Van Dyke, co-president of Activision Blizzard Studios. Not to be confused with Dick Van Dyke. No, who just supported Bernie Sanders, I saw. Still alive. Is he still alive? Yeah, he's like 98 years old. It's oh, crazy. I thought you were like Bernie Sanders. Is he still alive? <laughs> he's just, he's, 
Yes, he's Close very much alive. <laughs> yeah, he's very much still alive. Yeah, it was. He had a video. Was like, I don't know why people of my generation don't like Bernie Sanders, and it's like, oh my god, Dick Van Dyke. He looks so old. I'm so sad for you. And then he tripped over an ottoman. Yeah, and we all broke every bone in his body. We all laughed because that man could do physical comedy. And then he danced with some penguins with all of his broken bones. It was crazy. Um, But yeah, Nick Van Dyke, co-president of Activision Blizzard Studios, uh, who was a producer on the Netflix's original animated series Skylanders Academy, which I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, He listed on his LinkedIn page. Um, that he would be uh, positioned in Activision, that Diablo is getting an uh, animated adaptation rendered in anime style, which is currently in pre-production and will release worldwide through Netflix. So this we've known about for some time in rumor and speculation that a Diablo series was coming. Mm -hmm. Um, This is the most concrete news I think that we've had from it because it's from someone within direct working knowledge that they posted in their own words on their LinkedIn page. Um, are you guys excited about a possible Diablo anime-style series? Would you prefer it to be more cartoonish, or what do you think about a Diablo series? Uh, I won't care until I see what it looks like. Mm. But, uh, sure, I like Diablo. Like, and If it's 30 minutes long, sure, I'll watch it. But I still haven't watched the Castlevania anime, so... It's good. I, I mean, yeah, I hear it's good, but it's just I'll, it'll probably end up in the same vein as that for me, where I just... Well, you also don't have Netflix. Yeah, but you still don't like. It's not part of your normal TV watching routine. Um, Speaking of the the Castlevania series, I don't think we mentioned it on the show because I think we saw it for season three. Yeah, and coming out next two weeks, I think, like the third or something, like the first week of March. Yeah. Um, I think we talked about it after we recorded last week that we saw that news. So um, that's also available uh, coming soon as well. Um, But there was a second piece of news here uh, where later on in the post or on the page on LinkedIn, uh, it says that he has developed and sold an animated series based on Blizzard's Overwatch franchise. Um, So this one doesn't specifically mention where or who he sold it to. If it's Netflix or Hulu or Nickelodeon or the Disney Channel, I don't know. Uh, but an animated Overwatch series. How do you guys feel about this? I'm more interested in watching this because yeah. I like. I was in for Overwatch when it first started. Mm-hmm. And those shorts that they came out with are good. Yeah, and the comics are good. Um, I liked all the original characters and stuff like that. And I played the shit out of Overwatch like for the first year it was out. Mm-hmm. Um, once they started adding new characters is when I stopped caring because I, I don't know. There are other issues with it. Um, but I liked the original. Uh, what? 10 or whatever there were something like that yeah um so if it's like more of those backstories and like more of the like story of overwatch league itself yeah Mm -hmm. i'm in for this yeah because like the backstories of those characters is the cool thing it's like figure out what they were why they were champions and and so on and so forth so like there's a lot of material there that you can mine from yeah and like the stealing of the glove and all that stuff that mm-hmm. they had for the the backstory. I I bought all the first wave of the comics and like I I was super into it when it first came out. Yeah. So, so I'll I'll watch this for sure. Yeah. Again, this uh, this doesn't even specify what it's going to look like. It doesn't say anime style. It just says cartoon. Yeah. So I mean, we could get something akin to the. Well, I mean, would you rather have it be hand drawn two D or three D? Because the shorts were three D, right? Uh, like... Some of them were 2D. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think like some of them were 2D and some of them were were like in the game. Mm-hmm. And honestly, either way is fine, um, as long as it doesn't look like shit. Like a lot of the Netflix CGI stuff looks pretty bad because it's like, they... well, because it's made on the cheap for kids, right? So well, cares. and like they're just like stick figures that have you know uh, skins of you know yeah. Winston on them, and then they just move the mouth to the the speaking. Yeah. Um. 
So if it's like that, I'm not really. I mean, I'll I'll still watch it, but like I'm not excited for it. So I guess I would rather it be 2D. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, I'm this this sounds cool. Yeah, and again, we don't know where it's coming to. It's no. not necessarily Netflix. Um, but yeah, I mean that's a property that's uh, rife for animated adaptations. Mm-hmm. So for sure, yeah, doesn't surprise me at all that he was able to create and pitch and sell that to somebody. So. Especially since it exists in some context already. Yeah, you can sit, you can show them a YouTube video of a short that they did for BlizzCon and be like, "This is kind of what we're yeah thinking. Like this is where we're going. This yeah. is what we want to do." So good proof of concept at the very least. Uh, lightning round the often. Uh, direct directorless movie Uncharted uh, now has some news as Tom Holland confirmed this week that it's going to start filming in four weeks, though I'm pretty sure they don't have a director yet still. Uh, yeah. So, so it's going to film the establishing shots for a lot of places. And that's probably about it. Maybe. Uh, even then, I feel like you'd want a director on hand to know what kind of things to get. Or they might have a director and just haven't announced them yet. They could be finalizing contract talks, but... Uh, Tom Holland, the Nathan Drake for this movie, was doing press for Onward, the the new Pixar movie where the him and Chris Pratt try to save their dad. Uh, upper half. Upper half. <laughs> the upper half of their dad. Um, and he said that they're going to be filming this summer. It starts in four weeks. He confirmed Mark Wahlberg, who I thought was still just a rumor at this point. I thought he was confirmed last week or uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. I. I there's been so much rumor and speculation yeah, with this movie. And yeah, and people come and go that I don't can't keep track of it all. But he's like, yeah, he said Mark Wahlberg's gonna be amazing as Sully. Yeah, we're gonna have so much fun this summer filming this. So the release date is still technically, I think, November. Uh, I mean, there's no way it hits that up this year. Yeah, how? Because they haven't pushed it because oh, they guess, don't have yeah. directors. Yeah. Um, and I, the more they push it, the more the le- the less likely it is to be happening. Yeah. But, um. I assume that'll get moved unless they're not going to need a bunch of CG. Maybe they'll just do a bunch of on-set explosions and things and that you you don't, there's not a lot of editing to do at that point yeah. or you can crunch or you film for two months and then you got six months to put it out there, I guess. But yeah, end of March, it looks like this is going to start filming. Sure. I still I mean, maintain it's in, never coming like, out. But. In the, in the interview, he was talking about working with the, um, like stunt crews and yeah. stuff and that like setting up the stunt crews and... yeah, he said they got really great stunts planned and... yeah so i mean maybe that's just like they're just gonna be focusing on that stuff right away yeah mm-hmm. i mean and it could be a thing where it's like you know what we'll just maybe it's director by committee where like whoever the dp is, is will be in charge and it'll just be some no-name person like because clearly if they're gonna bring in a new director they're not going to let them put their own spin on the script or do a rewrite or do any touch-ups because they don't have time to. They start filming in four weeks. Unless it's going to be like a Men in Black, the new Men in Black situation where the rumor was that they hadn't like finished the script by the time they started filming. What if this is the resurgence of Alan Smithy, Joe? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is the name they use when you, they don't want their name attached to the project? So yeah, and know. then it's it's been like decommissioned that no one can make an Alan Smithy move, film anymore. Hmm. Spark Wahlberg ever directed anything? Maybe he's just going to be directing and starring. Has, I don't think he has. I feel like he's maybe written stuff, but I don't think he's directed. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Maybe Tom Holland. Maybe it's just them them two directing themselves. <laughs> it's just going to be the two of them filling it themselves. Yeah. With no other iPhone, characters. With like yeah. an iPhone. Yeah. There's no other. Hey, the iPhone 11 Pro Max HD is a great camera. Mm. I, as I've heard. They're going to be using the so new other, 9. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah they're using the nine. It's a, they gotta do it on a budget because they they gotta start soon. Mm-hmm. They don't have time. 
to like learn a new iPhone. So we'll just do the one from a few years ago. It's fine. It's still good, probably. Uh, but yeah, four weeks away from Uncharted filming. I guess we'll get our first look through set photos of what Tom Holland will look like as Drake. I don't know. Uh, he did also confirm that Uncharted 4 is a big influence. He really loved that game. And you got to see some aspects of young Drake in that, but not enough. So he'll be taking some of it. I don't know if he'll have a brother as he did in Uncharted 4. I guess we'll come to find out. But yeah, four weeks away from the Uncharted movie, potentially starting until it doesn't. Uh, lightning round. Uh, this week, a tweet was sent out and then quickly deleted by Todd Howard. Yeah, I believe. Um, right. Is he Gearbox? No, Randy no, Pitchford. Randy Pitchford's Gearbox. Sorry. Um, Randy Pitchford uh, put out a tweet that was like, guess who's joining the Borderlands family? Uh, and the guess who was Eli Roth, the horror director who I think most recently made a movie about cannibals. Uh, is going to be supposedly directing the Borderlands movie. The uh, last thing he did was um, Death Wish. With, he did Death Wish? With, with Bruce Willis. Huh. Good for him. Hmm. I heard the movie was terrible. It's not as good as the original. No, nothing ever is. Jim. No. Nothing ever is. Uh, are you excited about a Borderlands movie, guys? No. <laughs> I mean, I, I could be. I don't like Eli Roth as a director, so hmm. no. All right, I'll say I actually like Eli Roth as a director. You okay. like shitty things, though. Yes, exactly. He does, Your tastes are terrible, Joe. But he we does, know this. He does really good, bad, small-focused movies. Is that what Borderlands dude, the movie is going to be? that's where the problem is. The last he thing is, Eli Roth directed was The House with the Clock in the Walls. Oh. The Jack Black movie? Yeah, based he after directed, the kids' book. Wait, he directed that? He directed that movie. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know he had anything to do with that. Yep. It is. Directed by Eli Roth. Huh. Uh, but I like... Uh, I guess that's, I mean, kind of bigger. It's like a more especially... I didn't watch the movie, but I, I thought it was like a more... It's like about fucking wizards and shit, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, but I like his, like... Like, I loved Cabin Fever. I loved Hostel. Like, I love those, like, smaller things. Uh, I loved uh, Knock Knock, the um, Keanu Reeves movie that he did. Uh, they're all, like, very kind of, like, small-focused things. He's Green really Inferno. good with those, like, kind of gory, small things. But that's like, what I think of him as, is, like, gory. I guess that fits in Borderlands. I, well, the, the I think is, of Thanksgiving, the trailer from, uh, what That one, it? too. Yeah. Uh, Grindhouse. Grindhouse, yeah. Um, I, he, I, I don't, does he know anything about Doing like a big, I'm assuming if you're going to do Borderlands, it's going to be like a big CGI, Colorful, yeah. very over the top kind of thing, which I don't know if he has the chops to do anything like that. Possibly, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's not. This is not in his wheelhouse for what at I all. associate Eli Roth with. Granted, I would have never guessed he would have done the house with a clock on its walls, um, but even that still has more of a gothic horror type feel to it because it's like you know big creaky old house like it's not when i think of borderlands i think bright and colorful and well you think of like kind of slapsticky you think of like fury road humor. with jokes yeah but even more brighter than that because that was obviously just like kind of just a reddish hue on everything because it's the the desert for most of it like i think bright colors i think because i think cell shaded and i but it's also super gory. Like when people die, they yeah. explode into like. So that makes sense. Like, yeah, I think I of Yellow House as a gore director rather than a horror director. It's not creepy. It's gross out stuff. Yeah, 
I don't know. Can he do the humor stuff? Like I, I mean the the big, the big thing for major movies nowadays has been taking like the smaller director and then putting them in charge of something big. Like you take the guy yeah. that you take the guy that made Looper and you put him in, in, a, in charge of a Star Wars movie. You take the guy that made. Uh, safety not guaranteed, and you have him make a Jurassic Park movie. Yeah, you have Kevin Bacon as a cop, and he hates kids, and he gives him Spider Man. <laughs> Whatever that one, the cop cop car was. Yeah, the, that, yeah, that was a movie. Yeah, yeah, and then that guy directed Spider Man. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cop car was a good movie. Mm, yeah. That's what I heard. That's why he got Spider Man. Yeah, I didn't know he directed Spider Man. Yeah, the Far From Home and. Uh, mm. Homecoming, whatever that. So yeah, like is. you t- you take like a smaller person, you give them like a big cgi heavy thing eli roth isn't a smaller person though i mean he's got name recognition but he does small movies i mean he's got the name recognition for the horror genre though yeah so like i mean there are a lot of things that are like produced by eli roth and that's the selling point of it oh yeah he produces a lot of stuff yeah yeah but like in terms of director like i don't even think i've seen any of the movies he's directed you never saw cabin fever i don't think so no hostile nope yeah so he did green inferno we got Cabin Fever, Hostel, Hostel Part 2, The Green Inferno, Knock Knock, Death Wish, House with a Clock on Its Walls, and Borderlands. Oh, wow. I thought he did more movies than that. Honestly. No, because he's always like from the guy who brought you and he's a producer. Yeah, on yeah he's yeah. produced a, a ton of stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to think of where his like producer credits are. Uh, Haunt was one of the latest uh, ones that he did. Let's see. Producer, we got Cabin Fever, Hostel, um, the... Grindhouse segments, Hostel Part 2, Hostel Part 3, Aftershock, The Man with the Iron Fists. He did this screenplay. Oh, this is writing. Uh, producers, not a whole lot. Oh, he had Eli Ross Horror, History of Horror, which is a TV miniseries, Afterlife, The Baywatch movie. <laughs> he was a co-producer. The Cabin Fever remake. Uh, Real Scars, South of Hell. Violet, One Minute Horror, Hemlock Grove. Yeah, there's not even that many of these, honestly. Yeah, Man with the Iron Fists, Green Inferno, Last Exorcism Part 2, Last Exorcism. So. And he was starred in a lot of movies. Yeah, he was in. appeared uh, in Glorious Bastards. Glorious Bastards. Uh, Yeah, he is. His most credits are as an actor, honestly. Uh, Producer, he's 38. Acting, he's 32. Hmm. Uh, he was in Godzilla, King of Monsters. He was an uncredited fighter pilot. I wonder if he's the one that got eaten. Maybe. Was that guy uncredited? I don't know. <laughs> Piranha 3D, he was the wet t-shirt host. Sure. Glorious Bastards, obviously, is his big, his biggest role, I would say. They could make a, a decent Borderlands movie, but I don't, I, I just don't have any faith in that. He was the Grand Wizard in the WWF's Grand Slams. A video from 1986. Wrestling's greatest moments. So apparently he was in wrestling at some point. Huh. Doing something. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't think of him as necessarily the the straight line choice for something like this. But again, with the, the gory elements of the game, it could, could work out. I also don't think this is the best mode for that movie, though. Series is probably better. I mean, series is better for most long-form well, storytelling things. Like video games and or animated. books and... Like, I don't think this is going to bode well for live action. These characters are very character-like. Yeah. I mean, you could do, like, a rotoscoping type thing. Yeah. Like, film it, but then put a, like, cell-shaded 
filter over it. Yeah, like a they wiki, could. Wiki, I think that's giving them way more yeah. standard dark layer. The or you could do it like Beowulf for the Jim Carrey Christmas Carol. But I think that's giving it way more money than they're probably going to give motion it. Motion capture. Yeah, I don't know. It, there's not really any more information about this um, to say who, like, what's involved with it. Plus, you said they he tweeted it and then deleted it. Yeah, but that could just be that... The tweet's back now, though. Oh, oh it okay. is back? There's a different version of it. It's like his face on a on a somebody, yeah. like a CGI. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, yeah, so, Ray lost face on a psycho's psycho, body. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, it's... I don't think there's any information about like who the studio is that's doing it. I assume it's his production company, but I don't think there's anything about it's going to be about modern day soldiers being teleported yeah. to Borderlands world and having to team up with the Borderlands people. Yep, there it is. With only one weapon that you know from Borderlands and the mm-hmm. rest are just regular military guns that they brought with them. It's going to be the the gun with legs. Sweet leg guns. The movie. It's gonna be their little sidekick that follows them around. Cool. I want the gun that that screams in pain when you reload it. I want that to be in the movie. Uh, See, that's the thing that I keep thinking of is like, Borderlands is so over the top. Yeah. That like, it works in a non-realistic setting, but it will just seem just completely goofy if you try and put it in a real setting. Yeah, for but sure. But they also. Uh, Deadpool, uh, I think, is proof that ridiculous shit can make sense on the big screen. And yeah. it can make fun of itself. Borderlands will be the Deadpool of the video game movies. Because mm-hmm. it, it has that type of humor. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, Deadpool works because it's in our world, so to speak. Like, it's it's easier to connect the two. Yeah. That's where I wonder if the disconnect of it being on this fictional planet with fictional guns and... Like, a goofy character existing in a straight world versus, like... A goofy, goofy character in a goofy world. A goofy yeah, world. yeah, I don't, I don't know. Eli Roth is also retweeting everything that's talking about this, so it's... <laughs> oh, maybe we'll... Uh, I'll put that in the tweet. Eli Roth will retweet it. Well, I'm just saying, like... We'll force him to talk about us, damn it. The fact that he deleted the original tweet doesn't mean that he's not doing it oh no it's he so keeps retweeting yeah. everything yeah. that's talking about it so yeah. he is very much talking about him being he's very invested in it yes yeah i could see the tweet have been an accident because it it meant to go out this coming week as as part of pax announcement and he set the date wrong on the tweet like sender that he uses or maybe he had a link to one of randy pissard's special videos Maybe and he deletes. Oh shit! It's like oh shit! Delete, delete, delete. I I copy and pasted something else in between. I forgot. Oops, my bad. Uh, all right. Well, that'll do it then. I think for the lightning round, not lightning round. Did I miss anything this week? Nothing nope. I can think of. Cool. Uh, so that will do it then for the lightning round, not lightning round, which will do it for this week's episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Games Cast. Remember, you can find the Games Cast every Monday morning at 9 a.m. on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Should and we Spotify. What we're doing next week? Uh, that was going to be my next thing. Oh. We, well, I don't know. We can tease something special for next week. Uh, again, we haven't done the special thing for next week yet, so let's not make promises we don't yeah, know if we can it deliver. Could go terribly wrong. Could go time. terribly wrong. But uh, I will say next week. Um, is our official three-year anniversary. So we have something big in the works potentially for that. Um, so stay tuned. We'll hopefully have some uh, some exciting things to share next week um, to celebrate three years of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. Um, so you'll be able to find that Monday at 9 a.m. on all those places I just mentioned. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Um, so let us know um, what you think about Next Gen Finger Tech. 
which item of the coronavirus that's being made scarce are you saddest about? Are you attending PAX and uh, wish that you could play uh, The Last of Us Part Two? Um, what do you think about Stadia coming to new phones? Are you going to try it or keep your subscription? Uh, are you sad about Bethesda games leaving GeForce now? And what movies or TV shows are coming up that you're most excited for? Let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, but once again, for the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast, my name is Adam. I'm Joe. And I'm Johnny. And thanks so much for listening. Goodbye.